Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Football's right around the corner. Get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And with the NFL returning, DraftKings is giving new customers $200 in free bets instantly when you bet $1 or more on any football game. Listen up, because you don't want to miss this. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 or more on any week one game to receive $200 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contest. And for week one, DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at a $1 million top prize. Nothing adds to the excitement of watching a game quite like having a free shot at a million-dollar top prize. Here's what you do. You download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. And get a free shot at a million-dollar top prize with your first deposit. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Season coming back from 14 nothing down. What a win! The show by the fans for the fans, covering all four major sports in the District of Champions. It's the DC Crossover Podcast with your hosts Mike Cerrone and Ben Simpson. Hello and welcome to another episode of the DC Crossover, episode number 76. 
of the show. That is Mike Cerrone. I am Ben Simpson. We've done 75 of these. We have another one in store for you today with football season fast approaching. You heard the DraftKings promo before the show. Be sure to check that out and get your bets in. We have some uh, football-related bets to talk about later on in the show. It's our crystal ball show, crystal Mike. Crystal ball. It's our crystal ball show. I've even got a little uh, little gypsy fortune teller music. We're going to be doing a little bit of uh, fortune telling here later on. Um, and that's going to make up the bulk of the show. We're going to talk uh, a little bit of Nats here at the top and a little bit of the preseason stuff with the Washington football team. Not a whole lot to say because it was a terrible, terrible game for right, for right. Washington football team fans. That's what happens when all the starters are arrested. So there's not a lot to take away from that game. So we're not going to break that game down. But we've got crystal ball predictions, some bets that you can actually go place on DraftKings yourself on the app, and then uh, our usual forecast, final lap, trivia on the money line. We also want to let you guys know that coming up on the show – sometime after Labor Day weekend is we are going to be actually releasing some more season previews, but not just for the team. We're talking NFC East. We got some insiders um, from all the other NFC East teams to kind of talk about uh, their season approaching and, uh, you know, quick hitters. And, Mike, it's good because we did this in the past with the Nats every now and then. We we, we started our rivalry with uh, the Philly, uh, what was her name, Jessica, who came on the show, yeah. and now she and Mike are mortal enemies. <laughs> yeah, yeah didn't, didn't she say something like, uh, like well, she was supposed to come on again, but then she kind of like ghosted me a little bit. And it was just kind of weird. Like and there was it some was, Bryce argument on Twitter that you had with her. I feel like. Well, I, well, I think that there was. Well, she said something, as I recall, but I don't exactly remember her responding. But because I, I, she said something like Bryce is so much better than, or something about the fans, or I don't. I forgot exactly. Like they said something like. I mean, I'm trying to remember because it was like two years ago, and I'm trying to. I think it was something to do. To, was it that, like the Nats fans are still obsessed with Bryce or something like that? Was that it? Or yeah, it was something like that. But it was also something I think. I'm, and I'm not going to misquote her, but I thought it was right. something, to, something to deal with. Like, you know, Philly fans are so passionate, and then we're the best out there. Everyone mis- misjudges us or something like that. I don't know. All and right. But, well, Mike, was, Mike likes something. to get in these feuds. So he got a feud, <laughs> in a feud with Jessica Towns, uh, who came on the show before. So hopefully these NFC East guys, Mike, you gotta, we got to hold you back a little bit. All right, well, I can't I mean, have you be going after these guys. Well, so far we talked on the phone briefly, me and you, and said uh, that well, haven't got a Philly person on That's the true. line yet. As of right so now. I'm sure uh, maybe word spread about the DC crossover, and people didn't really want to get on. with I us guess or they heard about Mike Cerrone. Uh, but yeah, we, we got we want. It's important because obviously with this show, our focus is on the Washington Football Team. Right, That's right. where we're going to be talking the most about. So it's nice to get some. Uh, some other opinions out there. Hear from some other insiders, some bigger names in the sport, uh, bigger names than Mike and I. We're just a bunch <laughs> of losers. But right, right, uh, right. we got a lot. Uh, that, that'll be a lot of fun. So look forward to that as well as our regular shows here. Next week we'll be doing, uh, I think, a little uh, – I might be doing a solo show or I'll bring in a special guest. We'll find, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll see next week what I end up doing. Um, <laughs> but uh, regardless, football season is right around the corner, so we got a lot – uh, of that, and it was kind of cool before we get into the show, Mike. I did watch a little uh, college football this weekend, week zero. Yeah. Um, so I actually did check out the Nebraska Illinois game, um, and I didn't watch any of the others, and they were all blowouts. I didn't watch the Hawaii game or anything like that. But it was kind of nice to have college football back, though. Like full yeah. stands, good crowd. I mean, uh, Nebraska crapping the bed per usual, with Scott Frost. But still, it was kind of fun to watch college football again. 
Yeah, I mean, I watched a little bit of the Illinois and Nebraska, but at the same time, you know, I'm in this league, this Pick'em Survivor League, which is actually really interesting. Actually, our, our buddy Dan is in there as well. And that's actually going to be really fun because of the sole fact that we got to watch other teams that we don't really care about, but we pick because we're obviously in a Survivor League. Um, but, yeah, it's great to have it back. And, you know, I'm, I'm really pumped up for the Tech game on Friday. Now, Ben is going to be doing the show either solo or with a special guest or something next week uh, because I will be in the uh, big old state of Austin, Texas, uh, and uh, for a bachelor party, and nice. uh, I, I will be actually watching the Tech game on Friday, and also all the college football games uh, on Saturday and Friday night. So uh, from the bars uh, down in Austin, where it's COVID central, so I'm gonna have to, uh, I'm gonna have <laughs> to luck. like tri- triple mask up or something. I don't yeah. know what, what's gonna happen. Good luck down there. By the way, shout out to you. Happy birthday, Mike. Happy thanks. Appreciate it. Dirty thirty for you, and. Yep. Uh, it's 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 nice that you can do this on your birthday. So I, I sure. appreciate you taking the time to hop on. We got a lot to talk about. Let's start with the Washington the Nationals. Washington Nationals. All right, we'll just touch briefly on the Nats, just kind of recapping the previous week. The Nats right now fifty-five and seventy-four, fourth in the, in the NL East. Uh, two series this past week: the Marlins and the Mets. Both series one and two for the Nats, and but. I will say, before we get to those games, the most exciting thing is, of course, what's happening tonight as we are recording, and that is catcher Keyboard Ruiz was brought up, and he will be catching Josiah Gray. So, Mike, these are two guys that are the future faces of the franchise, the possible uh, you know, pitcher-catcher duo that could be, I mean, once uh, Strasburg is, is getting up there in age and things like that, it might be Gray and Ruiz as kind of the faces here um, moving forward. So it's, got, it's kind of exciting. This is the type of game that Nats fans, no matter the record, um, this is the type of game you've got to watch if you're a Nats fan because this is the future. Well, you mentioned it two weeks ago, like get to know these guys. And obviously Josiah Gray has been up here for a handful of starts now. And then obviously Keeper Ruiz is going to make his uh, debut. Uh, And that's the biggest thing is, like you mentioned, like when we look back at the Strasburg start, Pudge Rodriguez, who was on the tail end of his career, the last couple of strings of his career, he was catching every one of Strasburg's games. Now, I'm not saying that Ruiz is going to catch every one of Gray's games, but this is another catcher that's coming up. And obviously, Josiah Gray is not a Steven Strasburg uh, as of right yes. now. Yes. As of right now. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. As of right now. But at the same time, you're looking at these two guys, and these are the two main guys we got out of the Scherzer trade. Uh, Scherzer and Trey trade. Um, trade, 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 trade. <laughs> uh, not, not to mention, Hey, uh, hats off to Max. Max is, is unbelievable right now for right. the Dodgers. I believe he's good four and four and oh and stuff like that, but we're not talking about him. We're talking if, about, since we're not competing for a world series this year, it's like, yeah. I mean, I don't want the Dodgers to win another world series back to back, but I want Max to do well. So exactly. like, let them make a run, let Max pitch uh, in a big game and that sort of thing again. But I'd still be happy if the Dodgers lose the World Series. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I, w- I would like Max to go out there and kick some ass, and then all of a sudden yeah, the, and exactly. Clayton, Clayton Kershaw loses it like they always exactly. uh, do with him. That's good um, <laughs> yeah, so thank you. Uh, but, yeah, keep it Ruiz. Everyone who is listening to this before the game or if you're even listening to it after the game, go back and try to check out some of his uh, highlights. Or even if you are a, a baseball fanatic, go and check how he catches. That's one of the biggest things is, you know, that's why they got uh, some of these other – like Kurt Suzuki. Kurt Suzuki was a great defensive catcher had a decent bat, then you're also looking at some other catchers out there that were more so like a, like a Matt Wieters who was just a bat. He wasn't really that great of a catcher. You know, those type of guys 
Kiba Ruiz, young guy. He's he's pretty much good at both ends of the field uh, with the bat and with the gloves. So go watch him. Go see what what he's all about. If he goes 0 for 4, don't you know trash him just yet. You know let him get some you know at bats and let him get some games under his belt. I mean and, and just look at how these two young guys. I think Kiba Ruiz is is 22 years old. If I'm not mistaken. And and uh, Josiah Gray is 20, 23. Okay, they're both 23. Okay, um, so they're a lot lot younger than me now. Um, I'm 30. <laughs> uh, but uh, both of those guys. 23 years old. Let's go see how two young guys go out there and just play some like high school ball. Like that's what it kind of feels like. Is they're just going out there playing some sandlot, you know, going out there and trying to uh, pitch and catch and see how their their game's gonna be called. Now I know that understand the game's gonna be called probably from the dugout, obviously, uh, because they're two young guys and they're still coming up. But at the same time, it's gonna be lo- really nice just to see how he performs tonight uh, with Josiah Gray, the new and improved uh, so-called ace, because uh, Strasburg and, and is not playing and Corbin is is terrible right now uh, <laughs> on this on this squad. Josiah Gray. Uh, for Ruiz, his minor league stats, um, you know, uh, at least for the Nats in 20 games, 85 plate appearances, he had 24 hits, 11 runs, he had six doubles, five home runs, 14 RBI, seven walks, and six strikeouts. That's good for a 942 OPS, which is bananas, 631 slugging, and a 381 on base percentage. So the guy was just absolutely, uh, or actually it was 577 slugging, 942 OPS. Yeah, so the guy was absolutely killing it uh, for Rochester. So well-deserved call-up. And it's the type of thing that makes the fans happy because it's kind of like, hey, look, we're not playing for anything. We're like 20 games under 500. The fans need a reason to come to the ballpark every day. Let's... You know, let's give them something to watch, and that is Kiebert Ruiz and uh, Josiah Gray, and then you got Luis Garcia at second base, and you got Carter Keyboom at third, and you got you know there's there's a lot to watch. And and one note on this whole move was uh, on the trades was a lot of people were upset because they're like all these prospects, we're not even going to see these guys for a couple <laughs> years. I believe that at least six of the prospects that were acquired in that trade are now suiting up for the Washington Nationals at this point. You've right. got guys in the bullpen. You've got Lane Thomas in the outfield. You've got now Kieber Ruiz, Josiah Gray. So, right you know, Adams, yeah. uh, it just goes against some of that argument that was initially, well, all right, we make these trades. Now we don't get to see these guys. Well, you get to see them tonight. Uh, and Kieber Ruiz, I'm looking forward to watching him play uh, because the Nats, you know, uh, have not been great, Mike. One and two, both series, most recent loss against the Mets. Um they lost the second and the third game of that series. Not a whole lot to talk about there. A couple notes, just, you know, Tres Barrera against the Marlins in their first game, the 5-1 win, got three hits, including a home run. Uh, Eric Fetty, our favorite pitcher, struck out a career-high 10 batters in six and a third in that first game against the Marlins. Pitched really, really well. Uh, was not as sharp in the Mets game. I was actually watching that game. Gave up a bomb to, uh, to Javi. Um, where he basically threw the ball right down the middle. <laughs> it was a hanging curveball, um, and Javi just absolutely launched it. Right. Um, and uh, but yeah, uh, so uh, this is what this team is going to do. They're going to lose these series. They're going to get a win every now and then. But at least tonight, it's going to be exciting to watch them play uh, and watch Keeper Ruiz's debut. So definitely stay tuned to that. Yeah. Um, as far, let's move on to the gridiron. The Washington Football Team. Washington football team, as we mentioned at the top of the show, Mike, not a lot to talk about in that preseason game. Uh, Rivera rested all the starters. Uh, Meanwhile, the Ravens did not, and it unfortunately cost them. J.K. Dobbins, I believe, is out for the season. Um, And I guess. Got carted off, yeah. 
I guess, uh, you know, the initial thoughts on that, Mike, is, you know, these coaches are having to navigate this new preseason and trying to figure out, and you, we saw two schools of thought in that game where Ron Rivera's idea was let's rest all the starters and make sure they don't get hurt. And, uh, you know, on the Ravens' side, they decided to play a lot of the starters. And uh, Lamar Jackson even played in this game, I believe. And, and yeah. J.K. Dobbins played in and J.K. Dobbins now it's not to say that that's why he got hurt or blah 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 and like you know hindsight is twenty twenty but still Mike this is a guy that's a key cog in this Ravens offense and he's done so yeah and that's the biggest thing is they got rid of Mark Ingram which was a huge deal and when you're looking at their new starter J.K. Dobbins was one of those guys that they got out of Ohio State who wasn't projected to be this huge uh, pick in the in the draft now he was a great running back for Ohio State but at the same time. They don't really pick running backs that often anymore high up in the draft. And I believe he got picked in the second round, if I'm not mistaken. I might be mistaken by that, uh, but I'm, I'm just going to assume that he was a third, uh, second rounder. Um, but you're looking at it and saying they got rid of one of their primary backs, Mark Ingram, who is aging. But they, they, they played – I don't understand why they play a running back in the final series. Now, I understand if you look and say, okay, we need to you know play a couple series with our wide receivers, something like that. But – you think about the running back. The running back is getting plowed over by linebackers and right. by defensive linemen. You know, a, a, a wide receiver isn't going to go out there. I mean, unless he gets hit by Brian Dawkins uh, or something like that uh, from from years past. But that's the thing is, you think about a wide receiver. Uh, you know, playing in these late preseason games. Now, like you mentioned, they're trying to navigate this three preseason setup, and how are they going to how are they going to play these guys and different things of that nature? Now, I still believe that uh, Ron Rivera should have played some of the starters. Uh, now, uh, in an injury can happen in the first play. It can happen in the last play. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, but when you look at it, I still think they should have got some work in there. Um, but like you mentioned, J.K. Dobbins, uh, Mark Andrews, some of these guys that are key starters for the Ravens, Lamar Jackson, like you mentioned as well. I mean, these guys got a, a decent amount of playing time. Lamar Jackson went out there. I don't know how many series he was out there for. Um, I was driving when the game was happening, so I didn't get a chance to actually watch it uh, full th uh, fully through. But I'm looking at the box score, and Lamar Jackson, he went out there through four passes. And like I said before, you know, J.K. Dobbins was out there for a couple rushes, and then you had Mark Andrews out there. So I guess they were trying to go with what I said they sh uh, the, the the WFT should do, which is go out there and play a few series, uh, and then you know get you know dip your dip your toe in the pool, and then say, all right, let's get out, we're good to go. Um, because I I mean, honestly, the starters only really got what maybe a quarter and a half, two quarters throughout the three three preseason games. And I don't that's think the that's the argument enough. against it, Mike. I, I mean, I think you have a point. I think you have a point. I mean. It's one of those things where you you have to find that balance of giving them game-like reps but not putting them in positions to possibly get injured. But, right. Mike, I mean, I, I hate to say it, but I wouldn't be surprised if this team comes out flat in week one right. because, especially from the starter perspective, be just because this is they haven't gotten those in-game reps that maybe from a fan perspective you would have wanted them to. So I don't know. I mean, I, I hopefully – they can do enough and practice and, and all that sort of stuff and, and be ready to go. But I just say I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if they were flat. And that's, uh, and that's the thing about it is when you look at uh, our, our, our squad here, 
Ryan Fitzpatrick, I, now I don't have the total stats of what he's had the last three games, but I'm sure he only threw 20 passes. <laughs> right. You know, right. it wasn't that many. And then you, I mean, we got Jarrett Patterson going out there, and he, he was running wild. He obviously didn't have a great show in this game. Probably helps if you have a first team, uh, you know, uh, lineman out there or something like that, <laughs> uh, even though he wasn't really playing with the first teamers too, too much. But at the same time, it's like you didn't have any work with these guys. Now, I understand that they have these, uh, you know, um, what, do they, what do they call them? The, the, the team practices. Uh, I forgot what the, the like inner squad or something like that. Sure, whatever, the, sure. whatever. I forgot what the name of it is. Where they play like they'll play like the Patriots or something like that. Um, you know, in, in for a week or something like that. I understand that, but at the same time, nothing matches with game reps. Everyone needs game reps, and that's the biggest thing. Is I was shocked that the starters didn't play at all because I told you last week that I thought they were going to play at least a half. And they didn't play even even a, a, a penny. They didn't they didn't play anything. <laughs> I mean, seriously, they didn't play a single thing. And that's I mean, the score doesn't matter, obviously. But when you're looking at it, it's like I I get the defense. You know, some of the guys have been in the system. There wasn't a total uh, turnover from last year. I mean, Jamin Davis is in there now, and and you got a few other guys that kind of were plug and play type. Um, but you know, you look at it, and it's like. The offense has changed a lot since last season. I mean, you got Sam Cosme at the right tackle spot. Uh, Wes Schweitzer is is battling with Eric Flowers. Uh, you got all these wideouts that they're trying to figure out who's going to stay on the team, who's not. Obviously, Steven Sims, when we recorded last week, uh, was on the team, I believe, right. when we recorded. Then, like an hour later, they, they cut him. We're like, oh, well, whatever. Um, but you're looking at it and seeing, like, Antonio Gandy Golden, like, he's basically the last two games being t- targeted as the number yeah, one guy. He's been good. At, as as you know, I say the number one guy, the number one guy that's fighting of for like a position. That group, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. But you're looking at it and saying like, you know, I, I just don't understand how they don't get that many game reps. Now, I think you're right. I think they come out and they're they're a little bit flat for the first quarter, maybe second quarter, uh, third quarter. But sometimes you never know with the Chargers' offense that they have with Justin Herbert. I, I mean, his second year. Now, I don't know what they've been doing for their preseason games, but. Overall, when you're having Joey Bosa come off the edge and stuff like that, Ryan Fitzpatrick's got to get that ball out. And if these guys are coming out flat and they're not sharp with their cuts with the wideouts or uh, John Bates didn't get enough practice for, for, for blocking or whatever it is in the NFL game, I just think that it's going to be you know a situation when you know Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be getting rushed out there when Sam Cosme hasn't got enough uh, reps uh, for the first team in a, in a game situation. Or, like I said, John Bates is coming out there to block on the outside next to Sam Cosme or whatever, and they both don't get enough reps or they don't have good enough communication. I just think that the game reps mean a ton, and I think that they could at least put the rookies out there a lot more uh, than they were played because overall, like I said, there's nothing more important than game reps when it comes to practicing. The Chargers went one and two in the preseason, scored 16 points. That's it. They got shut out in their last preseason game, 27 nothing uh, against Seattle. They lost to San Fran, 15 to 10, and they beat LA, uh, 13 to six. For whatever it's worth. I mean, again, it's right. preseason. We're not taking too much stock in it, but still a big opening day game. And uh, will the Washington football team be able to, as you said, uh, not come out flat? I mean, that's the question. That's the question. And uh, one other note is just the fact that the Ravens win their 20th consecutive exhibition game because apparently Crazy. it's just a guarantee every single time that the, the Baltimore Ravens play exhibition. Well, when, they, mean, when they play their starters and their number one well, running yeah, back, it's like it tears the ACL or whatever happens. It's to like them. I think uh, Ravens fans would take a loss uh, end to that streak and have J.K. Dobbins still uh, being able to play versus right. the other way around. But it is time. Mm. 
ladies and gentlemen, to get out our crystal ball. What is this, a song from Coco or something? It's not a song for Coco. It's called Gypsy Fortune Teller, apparently. <laughs> I looked around for some fortune teller music. This is the best I got. Uh, it's our it, crystal ball work. prediction show, people, which means Mike and I will reach deep into our crystal balls and give some predictions. <laughs> that sounded weird. Uh, <laughs> did not uh, did not mean it to come out so strange. There but you it know is. What? We'll the press crystal on. balls. We will. <laughs> we'll go into our, the recesses of our mind and make some predictions here on the season. Will we be right? Will we be geniuses, or will we look like fools at the end of the season? We will keep track. And uh, we do have some DraftKings team specials that you can bet on right now with DraftKings. But before we get to that, Mike, the initial idea here I want to throw out is the first prediction of sorts is the record prediction. Right. And this is what we had all of our NFC East insiders do on their end and give their predictions. Well, it only makes sense that we would give ours for the Washington football team. Mike, I will go first here. I will lead things off. And we are documenting this, people. This is set in stone for our it's predictions. It's documented. The crystal balls. My <laughs> record prediction for the Washington football team for this year is 10 and 7. Oh. I'm going 10 and 7. I know it's a little, uh, maybe a little higher than some may have predicted, but I'm telling you, I believe. I, I've drank the Kool Aid, Mike. I believe in this defense, I believe in Fitz Magic. And my crystal balls are telling me to go <laughs> ten and seven for the Washington football team. I'm gonna giggle my way through this. Ten and seven, my record predictions. So I wanted to go with ten and seven, but I'm 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 thinking my balls are getting pretty big right now. Okay, so okay. My crystal balls, and I'm I'm thinking that I'm gonna lean I'm gonna lean towards eleven and six. Now hear me out here. Wow. Okay. I thought ten and seven was crazy. Well, <laughs> I, I, hey, who knows? I, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm just uh, optimistic here. So when I look at uh, the uh, DraftKings prediction, and <laughs> sorry, I just saw what you typed in, uh, the, the new title. Um, so basically, when I'm looking at the entire uh, schedule, now we can go through it, uh, you know, before the before the season actually starts, because we got a couple weeks. But yeah. when I'm looking at it here, they said the over nine wins was like plus 150 or something like that or something of that nature which is still like they are obviously predicting a little bit lower than that i think they're predicting eight and a half i think might be the over under but at the same time if this defense stays healthy and ryan fitzpatrick does not throw us into trouble to the point where we kind of lose games because he has two or three picks or whatever it may be or a catastrophic injury to terry mclaurin or something like that true knock on wood you can't count you can't predict with injuries like that you just got to go with a healthy squad i just i think with the dallas defense being how you know semi improved they have been i think daniel jones is overrated uh, and Philly, I mean, they're 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 picking up Garden 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 uh, not Garden. Gardner Minshew Gar- Gardner Minshew with Joe Flacco and Jay- they don't even know if Jalen Hurts is is the guy. So it's like that's the funny thing. They're trading away Carson Wentz and they're getting Gardner Minshew and stuff like that. Uh, and the Garden of Eden and all of a sudden, you know, they're just they don't even know who their quarterback is pretty much. So I just think that they have a nice opportunity to go and go in there, even though they did win the division last year and they have a harder schedule. I think they have an opportunity to go in there. And and make a little splash, make a little splash. Okay, so you're going 11 wins. Yes, that is uh, that is bold. But you know what? I like it. 
And now it is time for our DraftKings team specials. You can go right now on DraftKings and place your bets. For these ones, it's going to be very simple. It's going to be a yes, make that bet, or no. I believe we have one where it is a no or yes bet, where they actually have lines for that. But uh, the other ones are simply just, are you making the bet or not? DraftKings team specials. Here we go, Mike. First one, Chase Young, go. over 11 and a half sacks. William Jackson III, over two and a half interceptions. And Ryan Fitzpatrick, over two and a half rushing touchdowns. This is a plus 2,200. Are you making that bet, Mike? I don't have the bet sound, but I still have our... Our little coin sound, okay. so I'll okay. play that. <laughs> All right. I don't even know what a bet sound is. Maybe was, was it like a slot machine? Maybe the um, cha-ching that we do for the uh, picks. Right, right, right. So I think I would definitely put 50 bucks on this bet. Okay, I think so you're, this, you're, you're making that bet. Yes, yes, I'm making that bet very much so. 2,200 is a lot, a yeah. lot of odds right there. And two and a half rushing touchdowns, Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think that he might hit five possibly. Um, and Chase Young, I think he's going to break out. I think he might get closer to 15. And the only one that I'm a little worried about is William Jackson III because interceptions are very tough. But at the same time, when you have Kendall Fuller on the other side of you, that's going to make it a lot easier for people to throw to both sides. Because if you have that Darrell Revis and then you have Antonio Cromartie, obviously back in the Jets days, no one wanted to throw to Revis, so they threw to Cromartie, and that's where he was the one who basically got all the picks for the most part. So you're looking at it, I just think that it's going to be a nice even spread of op opportunities to get picks with William Jackson III and also uh, our guy Kendall Fuller. So Mike is making that bet, and Mike, the reason that I am saying no to this bet is... <laughs> Sorry, that was a little loud. The William Jackson <laughs> III piece of yep, this yep. bet. Sure. That is the thing that scares me off, Mike. Chase Young over 11 and a half sacks. Uh, 11 and a half sacks. <laughs> we're balls. all over the place. Sacks, balls. We're, we're all over the place. <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick over two, two and a half rushing touchdowns. Yeah, that's a, that's a, a guarantee. But William Jackson the third over two and a half. I'm going to have to say no, I will not make that bet. Next one, Ryan Fitzpatrick to break his own passing touchdown record over 31 and a half touchdowns this is at plus 1200 <sighs> this is an interesting one mike because i do think fitz magic is going to have a good season is he going to break his own pa passing touchdown record though mike <sighs> i hate to be a debbie downer but i'm gonna have to go no i will not make that bet i i, I just don't think i could see him in that 25 26 passing touchdown range that's what my crystal balls are telling me but I'm going to have to say no to the over 31 and a half. So I'm going to say yes. And the only sole fact that I say yes, because last year when he had Devontae Parker, uh, Mike Kosicki, and, so, and guys like that in Miami, it wasn't like this, this plethora of guys out there. And he was just on fire to the point where I believe, I don't know exactly his stats right now because I don't have it in front of me, but when you're looking at it, he was on a nice little pace there for seven games. I believe he had like 16 touchdowns, something like that. So when you yeah. look at it, if, you, if he plays, say, 16 games and averaging and just saying he has a game off, for instance, uh, and he's averaged two two touchdowns a game, you know, which is kind of hard. But some some days you're going to have four touchdowns, some days you're going to have one, whatever it may be. How the averages work, I just think that he has the opportunity to maybe hit in the low 30s because obviously our wide receiving core isn't as good as you know Tampa Bay or anything like that. But he's going to be slinging it all around the all around the field, and I honestly don't think that he's going to get benched for uh, for two lesser guys than his talent. 
Now we're moving on to the next one here. Ryan Fitzpatrick to have over 3,900 and a half regular season passing yards and Washington to make the playoffs. Mike, what are your crystal balls telling you? My crystal balls at plus 285. That's a really easier bet. Now, I think the one thing they're talking about is the Washington to make the playoffs in- instead because the 3,900 yards, 4,000 yards is pretty somewhat easy to get for how many times QBs are throwing it nowadays. We have an extra uh, game it, this year. Exactly. Well. So that's the biggest thing, especially with the the, the the touchdown thing like I was talking about. Like I said before, he might if he averages two touchdowns a game and plays 16, maybe misses one or whatever is for injury, I mean, that's 32 touchdowns. So when you're looking at it, I think I'm going to go with yes. I think I'm going with yes. All wow. Mike is um, making a lot of bets here. Uh, yeah, well, does anything change uh, from what I'd usually do? Um, but yeah, I just think that he's easily, I think, going to get over 4,000 yards. Now he's not going to lead the league or anything like that. I think he might get, you know, 4,100 or so. Uh, but I definitely think Washington has the driver's seat of the NFC East to make the playoffs in this instance. So I'm actually going uh, yes as well for this one, Mike. One, because I'm thinking that Washington football team will win, make the playoffs. And two, looking at some of the past seasons for Fitzpatrick and especially that 2019 season with Miami where he did play in, he's, uh, in 15 games and he had 3,500 yards in, in 15 games. Only, and he only started 13 of those games. So now we're adding some extra games in the mix. Right. Um, I just think 30, you know, 3,900 yards, I think that's definitely uh, obtainable for Ryan Fitzpatrick. I don't think he's going to get over 31 and a half passing touchdowns, but I do think he'll get that, that yardage, and I think Washington football team will make the playoffs. So I'm saying yes to that bet. Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel over 1,999 and a half, so basically 2,000 yards uh, combined regular season receiving yards. This one is a no and a yes. So the no is at uh, minus 200, the yes is at plus 160. Mike, where are you leaning here? So Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel over basically 2,000 combined regular season receiving yards. So you would assume that Terry McLaurin, if he stays healthy, will get over 1,000 yards. Uh, I think that he may get around 1,200 or so. The thing is, is that I think Curtis Samuel is the X factor here because he was already semi-hurt in the preseason. So is that going to be a lingering issue? Do we know if it's anything serious, uh, that it's going to be a lingering issue or anything of that nature? Uh, but I'm going to say no. This is my first no. I, I think minus 200 isn't really that great mm. of odds. Uh, but at the same time, I still think that uh, Terry McLaurin gets 1,200 yards and Curtis Samuel might get 700 or something in that nature. So I think they're both probably going to combine for around 18 to 2,000. Uh, but going over 160 plus 160 just isn't uh, that enticing. It's going to be tough because I'm with you. I think McLaurin can get to 1,100, 1,200, somewhere around that mark. You had Curtis Samuel last year, uh, 851 yeah. receiving yards in uh, let's Carolina, see, 15 games um, and only five starts. I, I think it's going to be close. I think Curtis Samuel, it's going to be – it's going to be interesting, but I, I, again, also have to lean with the no, and I think it is because of Curtis Samuel. I think there there's an injury risk here for sure, um, and I know we're not supposed to take that in consideration. I said that about 10 minutes ago. Don't take injuries into consideration when making predictions, but I'm going to have to here. Um, next one, Washington football team to be the NFC number one <laughs> seed. This is plus 2,000. 
Mike, where are you leaning? It should be plus five million. I mean, they're not going to win the number one seed. <laughs> Let's be honest here. It's definitely a no from me. I mean, honestly, mm. you're looking at all the teams that have a great shot to win the number one seed. Tampa Bay uh, is probably the leader in the clubhouse for that number one seed. Uh, I'm sure they're probably only like minus you know 150 or something like that. But plus 2,000, it's enticing. But the only way I would actually you know bet on a number NFC one number one seed or anything like that, I would bet on the Super Bowl champs because that's going to be a lot higher odds. And, you know, it's probably not going to happen, obviously, but the sole fact, NFC number one seed, that, I mean, one team can get on a nice little roll and somehow get, you know, four games ahead. And then that bet's over by week seven or something like that, right, you know? Right, right. So you look at it, I, I'm definitely saying no. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I think uh, <clears throat> this team does make the playoffs. I don't think you can put them in the mix yet. Who knows? Maybe next year, or as they keep building this program up, maybe they could be to that point. But right now, uh, no dice. Two left here. Washington football team to reach the NFC championship game. This is a plus 800 bet. Uh, I'm going to say no. No. I mean, let's be honest here. You're looking at the NFC East. They can beat the they can they can beat the guys in the NFC East. NFC North, the Packers and the Vikings aren't aren't you know going to be pushovers. When you're looking at the NFC South, the Bucks obviously are going to be the number one seed in that division. But then you look at the NFC West. You have three teams right there that could possibly make the Super Bowl. So why are you going to say like, oh, they're going to make it to the NFC Championship game when they're probably going to have to go through possibly an Arizona or Seattle, L.A., uh, Tampa Bay? You know, they're going to have to play one of these guys. So yes, we had a decent game against Tampa Bay last year with Taylor Heineke, and we have an improved team. But so do all these other teams. Do you hear? You ever heard about Matt Stafford? Matt Stafford's now the L.A. Rams I'm quarterback. I'm a little familiar with his work. <laughs> <laughs> but Matt Stafford's the L.A. Rams quarterback now to the point where that's going to probably. I mean, I think honestly. Honestly, L.A. and Tampa Bay are going to be the NFC East, if that's how the standings obviously align up. But I think they're going to be meeting in the NFC Championship. Yeah, I think, unfortunately, again, we – look, we're, we're fans of the team. We're homers at times, but we're not idiots. Our balls and, aren't that big. We're, yeah, exactly. We're not uh, – <laughs> We're not crazy with our money here. And plus 800, uh, reach NFC Championship game. Uh, no thank you. Uh, last one here. Washington football team to score over three and a half regular season defensive touchdowns. Plus 125. Mike, this is enticing. And I am telling you right now, I'm going, I'm betting this. I'm betting <laughs> this. Over three and a half regular season defensive touchdowns. I think they had, what, at least I, at least I can think of a couple that they had last year. There's probably they – were, they were at that two or three mark-ish yep. last year. Now you get the extra game in the mix. You get another season under the belt for the, some of these defensive guys. I think there's going to be a Chase Young blowing up somebody. Ball comes loose. Payne scoops it up and starts sprinting to the end zone, dives in. <laughs> Young actually picks him up and throws him into the end zone <laughs> uh, because he's just that strong. Right. I, think I think they're going to get over three and a half regular season defensive tids. I'm going to go with yes as well because last year I believe I can I think I can think of two right off the bat. I think Deron Payne had a scoop and score. He obviously didn't scoop it up in the first preseason game. Right. Uh, so right, hope, right. Hope, hopefully that he can work. Not a good sign for this man. I will say. <laughs> hopefully he can uh, work on the scoop game there. But uh, Chase Young, obviously, you know, with the strip sacks and so on and so forth, he had a touchdown last season. So three and a half. 
to get four, that's a that's kind of a daunting feat. But when you look at the defensive line here, you know someone coming from the blind side, whether that be Sweat or Young, one of these guys is going to get some strip sacks, and then somehow J- Jamin Davis or something like that is going to use four four speed and grab and grab and go. I mean, I just think that there's going to be a lot of strip sacks in this defensive line if they stay healthy. But at the same time, you never know. You could get a pick six as well. So I'm going to go with yes as well. That is our. Crystal Balls predictions, DraftKings team specials. Again, place your bets, bet responsibly. And, uh, yeah, those are our predictions. Feel free to use them and then yell at us if they aren't right. Um, We are not experts. We are fools. But we are, uh, you know, making our picks here. Um, All right. As far as the forecast, looking ahead for the district, here's on the schedule this week for all the local teams. The Nats, three games against Philly, starting with tonight as we are recording on Monday. And then uh, five against the Mets. Crazy. I I assume there's some makeup games and such in the mix there. They're playing them five times um, uh, coming up here. And then the Washington football team, first game not until September 12th, so not really happening this week. It's happening the following week. But college football, as far as this is a a D.C.-related show, but if we're talking DMV in general, you've got some college football games coming up. Number 10, UNC at Virginia Tech on Friday at 6 p.m. you got ODU at Wake Forest on Friday at 7 p.m. West Virginia at Maryland on Saturday at 3.30. And William & Mary at UVA on Saturday at 7.30 p.m. And unfortunately, George Mason still doesn't have a football team, Mike. So (laughs) no game for them this weekend. Um, Let's go ahead and head on over to the final lap. 90 seconds, some quick analysis. Big stories in sports. Here we go. Michigan wins the Little League World Series final. Mike, this was the first year where no international teams were able to come over, so it was all U.S.-based teams. But Michigan, the champs, I believe the first Michigan team to win since, like, the 60s. Is there an asterisk next next to that? I would put one. I'm telling you, some of those over international teams are just plain filthy. I, I literally was watching. I was like, where are all the Japan teams? And so, like, But then, then, obviously, you just told me why. Yeah. Uh, Nebraska and Scott Frost, we mentioned earlier, they lose to Illinois, Mike. For Nebraska fans, the same old story keeps on turning. When you have a graphic that says, oh, you used to be good 30 years ago, and now you suck. That's just a that's just a slap in the face by by a, a, t- a TV network. Tigers, uh, <laughs> Tiger Woods' 2002 Scotty Cameron backup putter sold for three hundred ninety three thousand dollars in an auction recently. Mike, ah, that's not too much. I was about to say, where was that? What was your bid? Uh, <laughs> uh, Fifty. <laughs> Rajon <laughs> Rondo it. is actually not likely to sign. He did sign with the Lakers right now after a buyout with the Grizzlies. This means this Lakers team has guys like. Carmelo Anthony, guys yep. like Rajon Rondo. Mike, if this was 10 years ago, this would be an all-star team. Well, when you're looking at this team, I mean, it's basically kind of has-beens that are just teaming up with LeBron uh, and, and, and Russ and AD. I mean, that's all it is. win that ring. Jake Paul, Tyron Woodley was last night. Mike, Jake Paul gets the win. Uh, I believe it was a split decision win. And uh, another win for the YouTuber. Jake Paul keeps on, uh, he picks the right opponents, I guess. Apparently. I mean, when you're looking at it, he's picking guys that are just terrible or past their prime. And Ben Askren was just there for the money. Tyron Woodley, though, he seemed to be really into that fight. Problem is, he's 39 years old. Jake Paul is what, like 26, 27, or whatever, how old he is. So when you're looking at it, I I would love to see Jake Paul and Logan Paul go at it. Because I think Logan Paul would beat him. But at the same time, when you're looking at Jake Paul, 
he needs to go out there and just just prove to somebody that he needs to fight. They're talking about a rematch. It's like, come on now. Tyron yeah, he's going to be 42 or something Jake at that Paul said that if Woodley gets a tattoo of him yeah. on him, he'll he'll rematch. <laughs> so like, Sweet. <laughs> okay, buddy. Uh, let's <laughs> do a little trivia action here. It's time for Mike's DC trivia question. I've been pretty good lately. I believe yep. last time was uh, automatic. I, I got loud goat or goat uh, yep. at the Caps games. I mean, that was that was probably my quickest answer so far. You're going to probably stump me here. What do you got? So, obviously, I was in a little bit of a rush trying to get uh, home sure. so we could record this. Uh, and uh, I picked one card. The first card I picked has, like, all four of them, I believe, are uh, WFT questions. Uh, right. so, here we so, go. Get ready uh, for a wrong answer. Typical. Um, all right, here we go. So I'm going to go with this one. I think this is a, a little bit better one to do because it's more not really about a player or anything like that. What cold weather city hosted Super Bowl uh, 2026? 20, <laughs> I had to count the Roman numerals there. So what cold weather city hosted Super Bowl 26, the site of Washington's 37-24 to 24 win over the Buffalo Billies? Cold city. Super Bowl 26. Didn't watch. <laughs> Much. <laughs> I think, um, what was that? What was that? Like 1983 or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah. Wasn't there? <laughs> wasn't there? Cold though. There's a couple names that immediately come to mind. You're thinking like Minneapolis. You're thinking Detroit. You're heck. You're th- even thinking Buffalo because of how cold it is there. Um, or like New Jersey or something along those lines. I'm just gonna throw out uh, Minneapolis. So I'm gonna cha-ching! say Cha-ching! Cha-ching! Oh, he baby, got it. <laughs> the cold city strikes again. All right, that's 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 called using your brain, people. That's why you you know you eat you eat right sometimes. You study things. You learn languages, Mike. I'm learning Arabic right now. I'm using my brain. Um, wow. Yeah, it's it's a tough language. I'll tell you that. I bet uh, it is. <laughs> um, but uh, you what know, are you doing that for? I, I, always learning, Mike. I, I like to learn things. I'm reading books. I'm going to the library. I'm learning Arabic. I'm, I'm doing a lot of different stuff. Mike, you got to keep this brain sharp because we're going to get old and soon we're not going to know how to do anything. That's why I'm playing golf. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> true. You're already getting into that retiree mindset. Oh, yeah. well, now I'm 30. Uh, let's head into That's true. Happy birthday again. Uh, the Money Line, sponsored by DraftKings here, our picks of the week. Uh, I'm only trailing Mike by a game again, um, so I'm happy about that. Uh, but I'm still now four games under 500. There was a time where Mike and I, I believe, were both 500 with our picks, yep. and that day has uh, has has come I and was, gone. I was over 500 literally for one week, and then it went yeah. right back down. Yeah, we were looking pretty good, but hey, you know what? <laughs> Again, it's a new week. This is our last picks of the month here, um, so we'll reset next the time we do our picks. Uh, maybe even while uh, I do the show next week, even though Mike will be out, he'll send in his picks. So I'll, I'll at least keep track there. Um, but uh, looks like Mike, Mike, th- this is close here. If I could, if I can sweep and Mike loses, um, you know, uh, both of these picks, I could t- potentially take the uh, take the the fir- the title of the first DraftKings money line winner. Um, but we'll see. My picks of the week. I'm I'm simple here. I'm going UNC over Tech is my lock. Number number ten North Carolina. I think this is just going to be uh, not a bloodbath. I think it will be a relatively close game. I'm not talking about the spread or anything. I'm just saying UNC over Tech. That's my pick for my lock. My upsets. I don't like picking my Tigers because every time I pick them, they do the opposite right. of what I pick them to do. But I'm going to pick them. Tigers over A's on Tuesday. Tarek Skubal on the mound for the Tigers. The A's had been on a skid before they did beat the Yankees recently, but the A's just aren't playing great baseball right now. So I'm going to say Tigers take advantage of them on Tuesday and get the win there. 
Mike, what are your picks? So my lock would be Alabama and Miami, the over 62. So obviously for college football, they usually put out the bets early um, because they won obviously the most on football because that's like their highest uh, seller. Uh, So right now it's 62. So I'm going to go with the over because Alabama was just blistering the over all last season. Now, who knows uh, if Miami's going to either show up or just just forfeit the game um, because that's probably what they should do. Uh, But when you're looking at it, I think the over 62 is a pretty decent bet. Uh, That's my lock of the week. And my upset is Tech, Virginia Tech, my Hokies, cover the five and a half point spread. Um, So they are uh, underdogs by five and a half. Uh, against UNC, the number 10 uh, Tar Heels, with Sam Howell, the projected number one quarterback, at least to be taken, not number one pick uh, of next year's draft. Uh, but overall, I think that Tech being at, in Blacksburg, uh, ESPN game, primetime Friday, you know, the stadium's rocking. UNC might come out flat. Uh, we'll see. So I think it's either going to be covered, the spread's going to be covered. That's why I'm going with the upset. Uh, with Tech covering the spread, or they're going to get blown out. <laughs> one of the yeah, other. Yeah, but you never know with those week one games. That's the thing. I mean, it's just like in the NFL where some, every year it seems like somebody gets spanked on, on week one that you you know should be a lock to win. Right. Same things in college football. I mean, I, I think it's definitely possible. I, I believe like last year, I think Rutgers beat Michigan State in week one. I mean, there's been some upsets over the years on, on the, those first couple weeks. Teams can come out flat. So maybe Tech loses by three. Something along those lines, or, or maybe they are able to pull off the upset. We shall see. Those are the Moneyline DraftKings picks of the week. All right, people. Um, again, uh, the housekeeping notes are next week. It will be either a solo show or I might pull in uh, a guest host with me. Regardless, you will get an episode next week. We'll probably be previewing um, the Washington football team's week one game as well as some other stuff. And then uh, we've also got, of course, our NFC East season previews by the experts. Uh, Mike and I have been able to chat with some folks uh, that represent those different teams and getting their perspectives on the upcoming season. So look forward to that. That episode will drop sometime next week. Uh, And then uh, hope you guys have a great Labor Day weekend as well, Labor Day holiday. It's going to be a four-day weekend for me, so I'm excited. I took Friday off, and then we obviously get Monday off, so it's going to be great. Um, And then uh, as far as everything with the show, we remind you, please continue to uh, follow us on Twitter at the DC Crossover for the main show account and at Cerrone16 for the birthday boy with uh, uh, Crystal Balls, Mike Cerrone. And then, uh, you know... uh, Support our sponsors, DraftKings, of course. You heard the read at the start of the show. And uh, besides that, Mike, any other final thoughts here on your birthday? I'll give you the floor, Mike. It's your birthday. I want to get you any anything you want to get off your chest here before the end of the show. Uh, just a couple quick things. Uh, first of all, I would uh, like Fairfax County Public Schools to fix the air condition in my gyms Ooh, and boy. also my offices. Uh, been out for about a week, put some work orders in, and they're fixing the toilet instead of the AC. Well, AC. that's also very um, important because no it, it AC is. and no toilet is a bad time. It, it was. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that they can actually fix that because I'm just sweating bullets with this mask. Yeah, on. you might be losing some weight even more. I mean, you're sweating it all off today. Well, I'm probably gonna eat some pizza tonight, so probably not. <laughs> sure, uh, but it's uh, your birthday, yeah. yeah. It, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think um, you guys should definitely check out the NFC East uh, little rundown we got for the preseason. We got a lot of uh, good guys from uh, Dallas and also from New York that have responded to us. Philly still up in the air; they might not like us, so who knows? Um, but at the same time, we got a lot of guys that are gonna be on the show uh, periodically, probably every four weeks or so. 
um, trying to give us some good information uh, from around the NFC East or for our rivals. Um, but definitely check out the NFC East preseason preview that should be re- uh, being uh, released on the contender and also uh, through podcast form and all your podcasting outlets on, I believe, the 6th of September is what we're shooting for. Um, so you can listen to it the entire week prior to the week one game against the Chargers. But again, uh, definitely download the app of the contender, uh, download and subscribe our episodes uh, and to the show itself. And if you want to get in contact with us on Twitter, at Sarone16 for me, at DC Crossover uh, for Mr. Simpson that runs that account. Um, so definitely check out all those uh, nooks and crannies of the show and also subscribe and everything like that. But definitely stay tuned to the NFC East preview show released on September 6th, hopefully. Besides that, people, hope you enjoy college football this weekend and NFL season right around the corner. Episode 76 of the DC Crossover officially in the books. We will see you next time.